Unprepared isn't scripted or edited. There are no redos. And when we screw up, it's going live. This works for our show, but it is no way to run your e-commerce business. Our partner, Rewind, is here to help. They will help you back up your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install on your store to protect it from human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. It's trusted by over 70,000 retailers from side hustles to the biggest online stores like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, if you reply to any of their welcome series and mention Unprepared, you can get your first month free. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unprepared. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. Today, welcoming to the show my go-to guy when I have Facebook advertising questions, Kurt Bollock. How are you doing today? Doing all right. How are you doing today, Chase? Doing fantastic. I'm sure that uh, you're having fun. So this is uh, Thursday, January 28th is when we're recording this. And uh, the internet is full of memes about the stock market. So it's been fun to watch today. Yeah, it's been entertaining uh, and uh, terrifying too. <laughs> yeah, it depends on your perspective, I guess. Uh, but also in the news lately is what we're going to kind of talk about today, which is the advent of uh, iOS 14 uh, and how that interacts with not only just Facebook, but Facebook's the one that's getting like the big uh, kind of issues with it. They're, you know, they're up in arms about it. But essentially, how iOS 14 is interacting with how uh, websites can track users and how that affects advertising. So, you know, what are what are your thoughts? What have you seen? What have you read? How's that How's that happening? So the super super high level view. Then not to go into detail. Uh, right, iOS 14 is coming out. They're going to be blocking pixel events um, from the Facebook app on iPhones. And so as a response, Facebook uh, has made a bunch of changes. Uh, they're going to be doing things like. Um, uh, they're going to get, well, Apple's going to be delaying the data that comes back to Facebook in terms of conversions. People can opt out of being tracked and that's going to also limit the data that comes back. So basically the three words, like I was listening to all the webinars that Facebook gave about this and they were talking about sort of like restricting and, you know, aggregating the data. So, uh, and delaying, uh, those are kind of the three words that are coming in there. So we're going to have to learn to work with different data. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, I've read a lot that uh, the one of the main things that is going to be coming from an advertiser side is they are just getting rid of the on the Facebook side they're getting rid of the 28 day view, uh, just in general, which is you know was the default view for most uh, advertising on the back end of Facebook. Uh, now it's going down to the default of seven day, I believe. Yep. Yep. So now it's seven day click. Um, yeah, down from. 28 day click one day view down to seven days where they're defaulting it, but you can still set it to seven day view one day click if you want to. Although some of that view data may not be coming through in the same quantities it was before. So yeah, attribution windows changing. Yeah, yeah. And that's usually what most people are looking at when you're talking about return on ad spend. Uh, so, uh, you know, I just everyone out there, your metrics are going to be wonky with whomever you're using to do your ads, whether it's internally, you're doing it yourself, you know, you have a team member or you're working with a partner. Uh, ride the wave because they're, you know, they're experiencing it just as you are. And it's it, it literally, they didn't warn anybody really. They said this is happening. And then it happened like two weeks later without releasing any information. Right. We hear like, oh, it's going to happen in Q1, at the end of Q1, and then it's February, and then it's, well, it might happen in the next uh, two weeks is kind of the last thing. And then, by the way, we're going to change all of your stuff this week, uh, all your you know, reporting. So everybody's making adjustments and trying to figure out how to 
you know, determine if things are working or not and how to optimize their campaigns. And that's kind of what people are figuring out uh, or going to be figuring out in these next couple of weeks. Yeah. The one thing I do want to point out, though, is it's Facebook still standing, spending money and people are still seeing returns. It's just harder to track it right now. And people are uh, retooling what KPIs they find important in their, in their kind of data and in their reports. But we still have clients spending exactly what they were spending. And the trend lines for where their sales are are looking the same. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I, I would say the same thing uh, in terms of our ad accounts. I mean, we're not, we haven't seen a huge dip in performance. Um, it's mostly on the reporting side so far. Now, iOS 14.4 is just barely pushed, being pushed out like today and maybe yesterday or something to some phones. So we'll see what happens as this kind of goes out. But that's a good point. You know, what you mentioned about like just looking at sales. Um, that's something that we're looking at in all of our client accounts. Just, you know, we went back historically and calculated, all right, what's our ad spend um, to like total sales ratio? And people call that different yeah. things, right? Blended ROAS or MER, media efficiency ratio, all this different names for it. But essentially look at your sales to your spend and historically, and then you can use that to help you moving forward to make sure that you are making sales and you're not tanking without knowing it because your reporting is weird. Yeah, I think that it, you know, in the next couple of weeks, there'll be something that comes out that you know the community will latch onto as kind of like the new standard. Um, so that's something that we definitely want to keep our our eyes peeled for. Um, but this does. Uh, kind of go back to something I always like to harp on, and I'd love to hear your insights. Is you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like, look what just happened, and this has happened before with Facebook. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and so that's something that we're focusing on with all of our clients. Like when we look at a client now, uh, a, a potential client, one of the things that we're looking for is some resilience in terms of their willingness or their or if they're already spending in other channels. Um, other platforms and a focus on email, um, you know, and these other sort of owned channels is super important. Absolutely. So I would say if you are investing in paid media, you have to have at least email set up and going, or you are burnt, you are literally wasting money. Uh, I would even double down as far as to say, especially in e commerce, SMS is doing really well for some SMS isn't an option, and push notifications make more sense. Um, those are considerations that you need to have. And then on the paid media side, like you can you can obviously have your flagship channel. Oftentimes that's Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but you need a secondary channel too. Uh, just in case something like this happens, you need to be kind of building those insights, building that data and and you know, if there's something weird that happens, you need to be able to kind of switch where your spend is going and and at least have a predictability of what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've been along those lines with a number of our clients doing things like split testing their um, their pop-ups, their email capture forms um, to make sure that, hey, we're spending money and sending people to the site. Let's make sure that we're capturing as many of those email addresses as we can. Um, in some client accounts, we're focusing more on actually running um, email capture campaigns, um, lead gen campaigns, but... Yeah, totally agree. You got to have your email flows set up. Otherwise, you're you're just leaving money on the table and everything you're doing is less efficient. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's email is something to where it kind of like 
you build it all out. You get all these automations, you get all these touch points built out, and then you know you're prospecting with Facebook and Instagram, and you're bringing people into the funnel. And once that flywheel starts to work around like month three, you'll see this like you know bump where the flywheel starts to kick in, and it's it's like it's bringing in the people that need that long tail. They need those extra touches to to convert, and it it just starts working and it starts building upon itself. Yeah, and one interesting thing, you know, we have like. Um furniture client and their, their sales sort of cycle is longer. And we're not going to see all that stuff in Facebook like we used to with the 28 day click. Their sales cycle would extend beyond that 28 days in many cases. But so yeah, we're now we're really putting a focus on, on email and also synchronizing some of those lists from Klaviyo to, to Facebook so we can keep those multiple touch points, but focusing on welcome flows um, just to really kind of nurture prospects after they have that those first encounters with the brand, probably through paid traffic. Yeah, I mean, I saw uh, I saw an awesome article yesterday that I shared with uh, Ryan, our media buyer, and I'll actually put I'll try to make sure it's in the show notes here. Uh, but it was just kind of the insights from about a dozen brands or so, and they were spending uh, just a, a lot of money, millions of dollars. Um, and it kind of just was like showing what happens when you go from a twenty eight day click down to like a seven day click, and and insights like that. But like one of the things that they brought up there was like, if you're talking about anything like that is more of a luxury item, that's not an impulse buy. And the, the example they used was couches, which, you know, furniture, uh, they're like, that's not going to show up in any of these windows. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, while these things are going to affect everybody, they're, they're going to affect them differently. And is if you've, if you've got a, you know, a direct response type impulse product versus a, you know, long-term luxury product, those are two different strategies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, your, that conversion, you know, time period is one thing to look at. Also just like we have different mixes of um, Android to iOS with our different clients too. It's, it's interesting. Like we've got um, clients in auto space and a lot of them are running Android devices. At least there's a higher like ratio, you know, uh, of them that are compared to our clients that are in other spaces. So some of our clients iOS is like a, a really small part and it's going to affect them, uh, you know, less. So anyway, it's good to run stats on all of your own campaigns and your, your customer base and see, you know, how much this might affect you. And uh, you can, you have to have context is the point, right? For your individual campaign. Yeah. 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 Now, if somebody is uh, getting into paid ads uh, or they kind of want to pick your brain about stuff, how do they get a hold of you? What are you guys good at? So yeah, we focus on on paid traffic primarily on Facebook and Instagram and Google, um, and so, so you can reach me at Twitter. It's just at Kurt Bullock um, or at our website producedepartment.co. Um, uh, it's spelled D-E-P-T producedept.co, which is not optimal. Um, at any rate, yeah, and so happy to bat around ideas on on Twitter or or however you want to reach out to me if I can be of help. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on and sharing. Right on. Good to talk with you.